Hey ladies and welcome to Crave. This is the podcast for women who want to create a life they're craving. And on today's episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit, this is just a little mini episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about self-love, self-approval, self-acceptance, um, all of those things kind of come under, I mean there's probably people that would argue, well those are all very different, but I think um, essentially they're fairly similar as well. Sometimes it's just semantics. So this came up because a client of mine asked me one day, but how, how do I love myself when at the moment I really don't love myself? And, you know, she, it wasn't for lack of trying. And I thought back to my own journey and I've shared a little bit of this in the past before, so this isn't really brand new information, but when I first started coaching, this was something that came up really early on for me was this, um, my coach very gently, very lovingly highlighted for me. It was coming to the surface. She didn't have to tell me and point at it. it. I was bringing it to the table that I had this feeling of I'm not good enough. And that was sitting right underneath everything. And so one of the things that I did at that time was I set about finding ways that with like to flip that thought around like I am good enough and so I started looking for evidence I started looking for reasons like well why is it true that I am good enough and so you know I honestly I had a wall in my home that I would stick post-it notes onto and every post-it note had a different reason why it was true that I was good enough you know so there were all kinds of things on there but to give you an example it would be things like well I'm good enough because I picked up my baby when she was crying last night. I am good enough because I um, am contributing to the family um, finances. I am good enough because I smiled at somebody today. I am good enough, you know, like you guys get the point. I'm good enough because I cooked my family a nourishing meal. There's all kinds of reasons that um, seem true, like why I'm good enough. That was helpful. That did help my brain realize, hmm. This story that you're telling yourself about not being good enough isn't true. Like it did help me understand that on a logical level, but there was still this underlying current of, yeah, but you're not good enough. Like really, the real truth is, is you're not good enough. And this is something that I think often comes up um, when it comes to self-love because not feeling good enough is not loving yourself. And so um, when I'm thinking about this particular client, she was noticing like there's plenty of reasons why I could love myself, but they don't really, they're not ringing true. Like logically I understand them, but I don't feel like I really love myself. It's not, um, it's not, yeah, it's not ringing true for lack of a better word or lack of a better expression. And so I got to thinking about this and I, got to thinking oftentimes I think we um, are lacking self-love or lacking a pathway into loving ourselves because we don't really see ourselves we're seeing ourselves as the roles that we take on I'm a mother I'm a daughter I'm a nurse I'm a whatever um, but and we're seeing the the behavior that we're doing in the world that is 
valuable to the world that is acceptable that is approved of kind of behavior and um, standards and that kind of thing but at the same time that's not who we are like just because I smile at somebody that doesn't mean that that's who I am like I might just <laughs> just because I pick my baby up that doesn't mean that's who I am like those are actions that I'm taking but it's not a full recognition of the deeper truth of me this is a very tricky concept for me to get into but I started to think about it um, in terms of like when I I was listening to and reading um, Sonia Choquette so you can I'll put drop sh things in the show notes um, that link to who Sonia Choquette is but she started to talk about this idea of imposter syndrome and that a lot of times people feel like imposters because they're coming from an egoic space they're working from who their brain is kind of projecting out into the world who their their concept of self you know I am a nurse I am a mother I'm cool I'm not cool I'm a scientist I'm a writer I'm a golfer I'm a whatever and none of those identities are who we are it's who our ego believes us to be and our egos love to cling to stories of not good enough not valuable not lovable not worthy not you know they often our ego clings to stories of not somethingness and it does this I think out of um, it's trying to protect us it's trying to say well you know like if you if I know that you're not good enough then if you just you know baked enough cakes or if you just smiled at enough strangers or if you just you know um, wore the coolest clothes then you'd be good enough so it's sort of a protection thing like it's trying to help us be good enough in the world or lovable enough or valuable enough or whatever so we find ourselves like twisting ourselves into pretzels to be something that we already are and that's why we can feel like imposters when we are um, you know like a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome the feeling of worrying like oh I'm going to be discovered as a fake or a fraud or people are actually going to find out the truth about me because you're believing in this egoic perspective of yourself and so when we try to love ourselves when we say oh well I'm good enough because I smiled at a stranger or I picked up my baby what we're trying to love is the ego perspective of ourselves we're not realizing that there's a much deeper perspective of ourselves that um, doesn't need to be loved is already love itself is already totally whole is already you know connected to everything and so for me I think it's about okay how can I not love myself but how can I drop into the space of love so that I can truly experience myself and so when I think about that um, then that's a whole different ballgame um, that's dropping out of all the story of whatever and into a space of presence into a space of love into a space of actually what is and so how I I mean there's so many ways that you can do that I think that's why people love 
whatever it is that puts them into a flow state. So, you know, if you're a surfer and you love surfing, then you're being in that space of connecting with everything, feeling yourself as whole, you know, enjoying the movement of what it feels like to stand up on your board and catch a wave. If you're somebody that loves horses and you're just standing, having a moment, you know, with your hand on a horse or you're riding a horse and you guys are in sync and you're moving and you're connected to each other's hearts and minds and vision, you know, that is a love space. When you're in, uh, those are the places that I love, you know, like being in the ocean, being underwater, just hearing the silence. If you're watching the sunrise, if you're watching the moonrise, any of those things, Oftentimes we find nature puts us into a state of love because, because that's what nature is. Nature's total coherence, it's harmony, it's everything working together. It's, there's no, you know, no tree stands there and says, oh, I don't know, I'm not good enough today. I just, you know, I didn't blow the breeze the right way or I, I lost my leaves a bit early this season. I can't believe I did that. No trees do that. <laughs> as far as we know, I'm pretty sure they don't do that. You know, like if you watch a dolphin, they're never second guessing themselves because they are in the space of beingness. And so oftentimes that's why we love being in nature so much is because it drops us into that beingness space. Um, and so when we ask the question, how can I love myself more? Sometimes the answer is, how can I get into nature more? How can I connect with nature more? How can I appreciate and experience nature and the beauty of nature? Because when we see the beauty of nature, what we're seeing is, is a reflection of our own nature. Don't forget that our bodies are nature. We are made of the same stuff that everything else is made of. We just think that we're different in some way, but we're not, you know. Um, so it can be that perspective of like, what is it that makes me get into that flow state? What is it that helps me just be present? What helps me fall in love? And I'm not talking about romantic love or yeah, I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about that heart open, like I can breathe. Everything feels alive, love. And so the other way. Like, okay, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's more than just this, but that's one way you can do it. The other way that you can do this, which I've been playing with a lot lately and I really love, is again, something that I learned from Sonia Choquette and she teaches it very publicly and widely on her YouTube and um, her books and anywhere you hear her talking, you know, most recently I've heard her talking about this a lot, is put your hand on your heart and it's going to sound weird, but I love this. So you take a deep breath in and then she calls it, you slide into your heart. So you go, ah, and the silly noise, they're like, ah, I mean, it naturally makes you smile when you make a noise like that. When you smile, um, she talks about it. I think well, I can't remember exactly what she says. It's something like, you know, you draw back the curtains of your heart. So I find naturally just that breath in and you do it three times. You could do it 10 times, but three times is really nice. I like to put my hand on my heart because it anchors me into my body. And then 
start naming things you love and if so to give you an example I might say I love the smell of coffee I love sitting under the moonlight I love the feeling of the breeze on my face I love getting really excited about the first flowers that I see coming up in the garden I love the smell of lemons. I love watching my dog run up to me when she's all excited and she does this funny little smile thing like she actually smiles. I love it when my kid smiles at me. Like all of them have got their own unique smiles. I just, oh, I just love all of their smiles. I love the way they laugh. I love the way my kids wrestle with their dad. I love watching my kids bounce around all together on the trampoline. I love being in the ocean. I love being underwater. I love being naked in the water. I love the feeling of the water on my skin. I love the coldness. I love sun on my skin. I love the feeling of sand in my toes. Okay, you guys get the idea. I could go on and on and on all day. Some people find this more tricky. So I recommend if you're finding this tricky, practice doing it. Like practice looking for things in your day that you can add to your I love list. The more you bring these things up to the surface, you put your hand on your heart and you say them out loud. You know, you might be driving along and you practice doing this. You might be sitting at your kitchen table and you practice doing this. Practice doing it as much as possible. You might lie in bed at night or in the morning and just, you know, go through the things you love. The point of doing this is it opens up your heart. And when you, it drops you into that love space again. So it takes us out of that egoic space and into our heart space. It widens, it expands us. And that's what nature is constantly doing is expanding and evolving. And when we stay stuck in our egoic model of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not lovable, I don't like myself very much, then we're not expanding, we're not evolving, we're not having the true experience of who we are. When we drop into our heart space, that's where we live. That's who we are. So... We need both of these parts of ourselves. If I just walked around all day like, ah, you know, that would be pretty tricky to navigate my life. But getting into that space opens my heart and lets me live from a different perspective. It lets me understand, oh, this is what it feels like to be me. Just like if you're surfing or you're with a horse or you're cuddling your dog or your cat or you're standing on the beach or you're standing in the bush or you're listening to the birds that is the experience of being you and the more you drop into that and appreciate that the more you have the experience of being in a love space and the vibration or the frequency of love and you are the frequency of love the more you do it the more you practice it the more you experience it the more you have that self-love vibration that Ah, yeah. And the less you have to actually work at learning to love yourself because you are being yourself, you're being the frequency of you. And that is what helps you that you don't have to work at anything. 
So I hope that helps. Uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Um, yeah, I would love to hear your perspective on this. I know that at times it can feel a little bit tricky. Um, I know with some of my clients, if I've said, okay, so, you know, go ahead and name the things you love. I know some people have gone, um, well, I, I love, um, and some people can find it really hard to like, you know, you might notice your brain go, oh, that's stupid. You know, you love frost. What? You love snowflakes. Don't be so cliched. Don't be stupid. You know, you might hear your brain chatter come up and tell you that whatever it is you love is dumb because everybody loves that. That's not good enough. You can't put that on the list. Um, so if you have that mind chatter come in, if you have that brain telling you that's dumb, like you love reading, just don't be so stupid. Um, that's okay. You can just say, okay, brain, thanks for letting me know that you think that's stupid, but I'm just going to keep going. And, you know, if you find it hard to say it out loud, maybe you start writing a list. Maybe you keep a love journal and you write down like at the end of the day, I'm going to write down 10 things that I love. Or at the beginning of the day, I'm going to write down 10 things I love. Or you might just say, I'm going to find 10 things I love today. Oh my gosh, I love this song. You know, how many times do you say that? Oh my gosh, I love this song. And you want to turn it up and you want to start dancing and you want to it, there's something that changes your state. It drops you into that state of the frequency of that music and also the frequency of being you. Or you might notice it when you're with a friend. Oh my gosh, I love hanging out with that friend. You know, and you you feel seen, you feel valuable when you're with them. That's dropping you into that space. You might just say, oh, I love hanging out with so-and-so. Oh, I love going to so-and-so's house. I love that coffee. So just keep going. Just keep naming things. You know, your brain chatter is likely not going to go away. That's okay. We're not trying to make it go away. We're just trying to drop into that uh, heart space and turn up the volume there a little bit. All right. Let me know how you go with that. I hope you have a fabulous week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. All my love.